Welcome to the Scenario Universe. What you're about to hear might traumatize or shock. The accounts ahead might seem improbable or inconceivable. It's time to dust off your imagination. All of the images, characters, and surroundings in this tale await your cognitive powers. What you imagine is your vision alone. It is time to entertain your brain. cases that no one else will touch. Although I deal with your standard crimes such as murder, blackmail, murder, kidnapping, stolen goods, and, of course, murder. I specialize in the more bizarre crimes that involve clones, aliens, mind control, Identical half-twin brothers and sisters. And of course... Murder. going to be one of those days, so I rang my neighbor's doorbell and took off down the street laughing to myself. I figured that I had nothing better to do, so I went down to my office and practiced reading out loud. Twas a day like any other. The sun was out, and the gay children were playing in the fire water. It reminded me of my childhood, the smell of burning flesh in the open air. Who the hell wrote this? Oh, I should have known. The Margaret Atwood autobiography. I knew the only thing drier than this was Brian's sense of humor. I tossed the book in the trash. I noticed some movement and heard some sounds coming from outside my office window. The window washer was here. Again. I walked over to the window. I peeled back the blinds and noticed a man holding a squeegee in one hand and a parabolic microphone in the other. He pretended not to notice me. I wondered who was surveilling me this time. Yeah, well, at least they could have done a more professional job on the windows. Amateurs. I let the blind go and went back to sit. Put my feet on the desk, turned on the radio. Good singing jazz. Beauty. Seemed that the only thing cooking today would be one of Buddy One-Eye's famous clubhouse sandwiches. Down at the old spider goulash bar. Hey, baby, what you know? Past the butter, you know where it goes. 
down to fifth and we're around the corner. Well, if it ain't Robert Goulet. Oh, whoa! Hey, pal, can't you read? There's a sign outside that states no one is allowed to say the name Robert Goulet in my office. That sign also lists Meryl Streep, Meg Ryan, Tatum O'Neill, Doug Henning, George Hamilton, George V, unless of course he's carrying a fifth, and George Takai on odd-numbered Wednesdays. Now who the hell are you and what the hell do you want? I like a man who gets right to the point. The only point I'm given is the direction out of here, and it's the same way you came in. Mallory, hear me out for two minutes and I'm sure you'll change your mind. You've got 120 seconds, not a minute more. Brick? I need someone to protect me and give me an alibi for the next 24 hours. You mean the next 24 hours or the next 24 hours? The next 24 hours. Now is that 24 hours from now or the 24 hours we're in? After these 24 hours, I need your services in the 24 hours after the 24 hours we are in right now. As long as we get that straight. Now what I'd like to know is what kind of man needs protection. You've never needed protection? Of course I have. A woman once saved me from a pack of wet rats. May she rest in peace. Hey, wait a minute. Are you questioning my manhood? Because if you are, pal, I can assure no, you that... No, no, not at all. But if you help me, I will pay you a week's wages for 24 hours' work. Plus expenses. Plus expenses. Here's your down payment. I'll give you the rest tomorrow and the expenses after this is all over. This is enough, isn't it? I'll give you a bit of a break on the price because it's only for one full day. Well then, I'll meet you here tomorrow at 7.30 sharp. In the morning, that is. And we'll take it from there. Whatever you say, Mr. Mallory. I've got to raise my rates, I thought to myself, as I leaned back in my chair. <sighs> what a beautiful day. High fiving and low jiving on 1010 FM. Singing jazz, 24 hours a day. Non stop singing jazz. The same song over and over. Non stop around the clock. It's 7.25 Good morning. Well, if it ain't Sleepin' Beauty, it's good to see a man that's here on time. Huh? What time is it? 7.30. And what are you doing here? You just left. It's the next 24 hours. Oh, by the way, your mascara is smeared. What? What are you talking about? Man, I must have slept the whole day away. Holy crap, I look terrible. Not as bad as Tammy Faye. Uh, I should have been whipped with a leather belt before I hired a secretary with a sense of humor. She must have put this makeup on my face while I was asleep. Darn, where does she keep that cold cream? Oh, sure. Now, as soon as you're ready, we'll go for breakfast and start the day. Man, am I hungry. I can't believe I slept the whole day. Now your lifestyle is of no concern to me. Listen, pal, this was a joke played on me by my secretary. Nothing more. Got that? Whatever you say, Mr. Mallory. Hey, Brett, found the cold cream? I heard once that revenge is a dish best served cold. But not as good as when it was originally served hot. Very funny. By the way, make a mental note to order some sound and bulletproof glass for the windows. And don't say nothing on the phone that you wouldn't tell your mother. I think we're being bugged again. Sure thing. See, I told you. I have no value judgment. Shut up. All right, let's go. Good morning, guys. What can I get you? Yeah, uh, two coffees. Black and two Wake Me Bright specials, brown toast. One over easy and the other sunny side up. Home fries. Thanks. What are you having, Chief? I'll just have a coffee and two eggs. You got it. 
Hey, I got a skirt to match your lipstick. It's too big for me, so no you thanks, can have just it. breakfast. Testy, ain't we? I'll be back with the coffee. All right, Ace. I'm all ears. Your ears aren't that big. I'm the one with the lines, pal. Just tell me what I have to know about this case. Well, it goes like this. Today is my 10th wedding anniversary. On my wife's father's deathbed, he vowed to return from the grave and cause me to go permanently insane. Now, I know this might sound crazy. Can't live my life. But my wife really believes in this occult stuff, and I'm hiring you to calm her nerves. How about a Valium? That usually does the trick. Well, not in her case. She really thinks that her father will, or at least part of him, will come back to life. Well, I hope it's not his innards, because that'd be one nasty game of charades trying to figure out what he had to communicate. Innards, eh? Not a bad idea. What? Nothing. Just look at that moron outside pressing his mouth against the glass. I turned around, and we both stared with horror at this living window display. It was my old partner, Vic Steed, outside the restaurant, pressing his lips against the glass so that the pressure would open his mouth and we could see everything in it. That wasn't so bad, actually. Kind of funny. But with Vic, it's always something. In this case, he had just finished some nachos, but didn't bother to swallow them all, so jagged and mushed pieces were sticking to his teeth. I got up to walk outside. See a friend of yours? When I need him to be. Oh. Not like that. I'll be back in a second. Hey, that hurt. Why'd you cuff me? Can't you see him with a client, Pinhead? Sorry, I was just screwing around. What's with the eyeshadow, man? Never mind. Where the hell did you get nachos at this time of the morning? Down at Crazy Nico's all night nacho hut in Greektown. How do you know I just finished nacho? I'm an investigator. You know, listen, Vic, I need a favor from you. This clown inside needs protection. Will you cover me for an hour or two? Can I finish your breakfast? Sure. For the next hour or two, my colleague, Mr. Vic Steed, will take over. By the way, what is your name? Some investigator. Oh yes, how foolish of me. My name is Norman Rains. I was in and out so quickly yesterday that I totally forgot to introduce myself. And he forgot to ask. I'll meet you back in my office in, let's say, two hours. I left knowing full well that Vic would make things more difficult and complicated than they needed to be. But sometimes that's the way one can make sense of the whole picture. I went off to Brian Dreyer's police division to check if he had anything on this Norman Rains. And if he did, how it connected to this case. Rick Mallory. What's a good word? You're just the guy I'm looking for. I need some information. Information? For Christ's sakes, Brick, can't you just come over here to shoot the shit? And you know there are better ways to stop chewing your fingernails. What's with the nail polish? Never mind. If I would stop in every once in a while just to say, hey, I wouldn't be as unpredictable as I am, Brian. Can't argue with that logic. Okay, I'll ask a conversation question. So what's new with Brian? Any gripping new cases? No, not much. Except for that mayor's murdered dog case, which never seems to go away. Spriggs, I'll call it's you in here for one bitch. reason. Why is everybody yes, stealing my lines today? What do you mean? Never mind. So what do you need, Brick? Make it quick. Captain's looking to put out. someone's That's prick right, in his top drawer and slam it shut. I'll get to the now point. Get out of here! I need you to look up a guy by the name of Norman. Have you had enough to eat yet, Mr. Steed? Let me finish your eggs and we'll be on our way. Very well. Oh, waitress, can I have another cup of coffee and the check, please? Keep your pants on, pal! Holy fuck! So, Norman, you ever go gambling? Uh, yes, I have been to the track a couple of times. Nah, real gambling. Craps. I've never been to Vegas. No need, my good man. Let's get out of here. With a two-man team, I know a gambling joint downtown that's real easy to rip off. All you gotta do is... Well, Brick, let me check the computer files to see if we've got anything on this Norman Reigns. 
Whoa, here we go. It seems as if a while ago his identical half-twin sister was up on a murder app. It says here that Norman was questioned about his involvement, but nothing really came of it. It also says that his father got divorced when Norman was very young and then remarried. He and his new wife had a daughter together. His wife was eventually diagnosed as being clinically insane, and while she was in the loony bin, it was discovered that her parents were siblings. As a result of this genetic deviation, their offspring at two years of age was institutionalized in a hospital for the criminally insane, but was released ten and a half years ago. Two months after her release, Norman's sister disappeared, and four months later, he was married. That's a hell of a lot of information. Hey, can I see your copy of this month's National Surveillance Magazine? Uh, sure. Here. Don't swipe it. Hey, crazy. I made the cover. Why didn't you show me sooner? Check out this month's listing of the top 20 people under surveillance. You dropped to number two. Sorry, pal. Crap. Richard Simmons jumped five spots to number one. Look at all these new gadgets. It's amazing what they come up with these days. Yeah, I've heard that with the latest surveillance equipment, they can get you on visual just as simply as they can get you on audio. Is that right? Wait until people start ordering pizzas by pressing their TV screens or through their computers. By then, we'll know how much dust is on their windowsills. Lucky thing, I don't have a computer, nor will I ever own one. You do have a phone, don't you? Excuse me? Are you stoned? What do you think my name is? Polly Cicero? I can't even order brass knuckles or a blackjack from the Stolen Goods Network without at least 11 assorted federal agencies and possibly some foreign governments knowing about it. What the hell's the Stolen Goods Network? Where you can buy hot wares from the comfort of your own home. You paid a little too much for that hooker last week, didn't you? I gotta go. Uh, thanks for the info, Brian. I guess I'll see you around. I left the police division, walked outside to get my car, which had three lard-ass cops sitting on the hood. I started to wonder how the hell he knew about that hooker. Once on the street, I heard someone calling my name. I looked around, then up to see Brian yelling at me from his third-floor office window. Hey, Brick! Good to see you still make them dress up in the Ruth Buzzy costume. <laughs> Mental note. I really gotta check for bugs. And cameras. What are we doing in this dingy old alleyway? This is the place. So you got the deal, right, Norm? That's Norman. Whatever. When it's time for you to throw the dice, I'll give you the loaded ones and we'll divvy the loot 50-50. I don't know about this. We're here already, so don't screw it up or we're in a lot of trouble. Stick close and let me do the talking. Ah, shit. Not you again, Steed. What's the password? Cigar to show. I'm warning you, Vic. Don't do anything stupid this time. Now, is the hired help supposed to speak to guests in such a tone? Jerk. This way, Norm, my good man. I thought that I might as well see if I could locate Norman's wife. She might have something to say about what was going on. It took me about 15 minutes to drive to the address which I noticed on Brian's computer screen. I got out of my car and walked up to the front door and rang the bell. Nothing, so I rang it again. The next thing I knew, the cement stoop I was standing on suddenly slanted and I skidded down this slide made of steel, pipe, and rubber. The one thought that came to mind as I slid through the blackness of this tunnel was that the only thing possibly more disturbing than this was when they introduced Scrappy-Doo on the Scooby-Doo show. I landed and the momentum quickly threw me into a rack equipped with a leather straitjacket, handcuffs, stirrups, and ankle restraints, which immediately snapped shot around me and strapped me in, nice and cozy-like. I knew my dentist appointment was not till tomorrow when she usually didn't need this much to restrain me. 
Uh, new dentistry. Thank God for medical advancements. Wow, this place looks classier than I expected. Red shag carpeting, marble ashtrays. Yeah, they make good weapons in case of emergency. Beautiful wooden bar. And healthy ladies. Can I get you anything, sir? Uh, not just yet, thank you. Look at the antique furniture, the impressionist paintings. That one over there looks like an original. Yo, Norm, over here. We gotta exchange some cash. Good evening, my lady. What do you want tonight, Vic? Fifty bucks into chips, ma'am. You're such a big spender. Wanna get some borscht after my shift is over? Jerk. Sure, baby. Jerk is a term of endearment with this crowd. I'm already on a roll. Come on, the craps table's over there. What are those mirrors on the ceiling? They don't bother me, so I don't bother them. New Rona! Perusing my new surroundings, I noticed that it looked like any other basement dungeon complete with assorted implements suitable for inducing great pain. On one wall I noticed a mace, some knives, belts, and a basketball hoop complete with backboard, just laying on the ground beside a freshly dug shallow grave. There were also some lances, lawnmower blades, and an autographed picture of Winnie Mandela. A door opened, and a woman walked in. Well, what sort of Tom fool do we have here? I guess my reputation precedes me. Your reputation being? My name is Brick Mallory. Private investigator. Never heard of you. Oh. Well, I was hired to protect a Norman Reigns. Really? And why aren't you doing that right now? An associate of mine is taking care of him. And might I ask who you are? An immediate source of your distress. That's a very long name. Here we go, but don't screw it up. Seven! Our winner! Hey, pass the dice over here, Grandpa. I don't want him getting cold in your paws. Cool down there, Norm. We don't want to attract too much attention. Vic, isn't there some place you have to go? Oh, is that the way it's gonna be? Come on, Seven. Dad needs a new pair of water moccasins. Seven, another winner. Can I get you a drink, mister? Hey, baby, call me Norm. Give me a scotch and water. Vic? Yeah, a cliff driver. On the rocks. Right away. And sister? Yeah? Get yourself a cab home tonight. Thanks. Oh, man. Just relax, Mr. Mallory. She walked over to the wall and removed the instrument of my foreshadowed pain, a leather belt. She began testing it on her own hand. This will cause me a lot more pleasure than it will you. Don't be too sure of that, darling. Is that right? Well, let's get to work. You can ask the questions while I beat you within an inch of your life. I'm sorry, doll, but if you're going to use that belt, it's the wrong kind. And how's that? I like my belts wet, with minimum 40% alcohol. That can be arranged. Hey, pal, let go of the suit. Excuse me, sir, but do you mind? No, I don't mind. If I see you or your new sidekick in here again, I'll personally take care of you. Now get your mugs out of here before you upset any more clients. You're lucky you did that thing for the boss. You would have been wormy a long time ago, you dig? Nice going, Norm. What I'd like to know is how stupid are you anyway? It took us all of 20 minutes to get kicked out. Oh, you're real professional, Mr. Steed. Vic. I was up $45. Now, uh, let's get over to Brick's office. He's probably waiting. 
What a loser. What? Nothing. Listen, lady, I've just about had enough of you. Ugh. Just like Pa used to do. Brick, you've been quite a disappointment. Is that supposed to be a put-down? Because I've heard a lot of women tell me that, and now it just runs right off of my <laughs> Reminds me of fishing for smelt on the old game reserve. Do you have any more questions, Brick? As a matter of fact, I do. How many mailmen have you had, and who the hell are you? Now, Brick, that's no way to get answers out of me. Ah! Reminds me of the way Pa smelt after drinking Old Game Reserve. Brick, I'm Norman's wife. My father put a curse on him ten years ago when he died. Our anniversary is today and I'm afraid for his life. My father was a great believer in the occult and mystic spells and he created a spell that would allow him to come back to life, seek out the person that did him the most wrong in his life, and drive him insane. You see, Father was very protective of me, and he thought that Norman was going to marry me for his money. But Norman knew that my father had used up the last of his money on the die-hybrid crossing of the Fiji mermaid and a red herring. I guess that didn't quite work out. No. Father was as bad as a doctor when it came to investment. I guess you could say he had a limited portfolio. But if Father decides to come back to drive poor Norman insane, I don't know what I'll do. How about taking up a new hobby? That one you'll have to pay. Ah! Reminds me of the time my first wife went out drinking with my pa. Vic, what the hell are you doing here? I thought secretaries were supposed to be seen and not heard. I can arrange it so that you're taken out and chopped into little pieces, but I can see somebody's already taken care of that. Hey, I'm just saying that I was under the impression Save that... it, Jughead! Brick's not here, so what do you want? Well, he told us to meet him at his office. I guess we'll just sit and wait. Excuse me, miss, but can I use your phone? I would like to call my wife. Sure. So, what's new and exciting in your little world? Nothing you need to concern yourself about. Come on, baby, that's no way to talk to the man of your dreams. More like the man of my nightmares. You have been dreaming about me. Hello? Honey, it's me. Is everything all right? Yeah, I got the guy. He just dropped in. Not downstairs. Well, dear. We figured he'd find his way over here eventually, considering he is the best private investigator in his price range and all. Don't worry, I won't hurt him das mucho. I was just about to give him the old shallow grave treatment. Not the old down alive. Oh, yes. Ah. Honey, just let him go and we'll be there in a jiffy. I'll get everything prepared. So, what's going on, Norm? My wife is doing things to Brick. Things, eh? Lucky Brick. Oh no, not good things. She captured him and has him in the basement, so we have to get to my house right away. This I gotta see. When you see Brick, remind him that he's got a dentist appointment tomorrow. If he has any teeth left. 